is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Oh, I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Watson. Good night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording live to tape from the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World Fair. It is World Champion Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brighton SLC. And I am your other host, Sean Black. World Champion Podcast, where two guys who signed a lucrative contract to be the official podcasters of the Smogville World Fair. We're stuck in a Ferris wheel. We talk about whatever we feel like. Oftentimes that leans toward the supernatural. The supernatural. And television. That's about it. Funny you should bring those both up. Because those two are going to coincide, and we are looking for help for that. Yes, we are looking for help. We mentioned this last week. We will be involved. We're not allowed to give out too many details yet, but a national television cable channel. Show. Television show. show. Television show on a national cable channel that I promise you you've heard of Mm -hmm. and you maybe have watched. Um, has conscripted us to be sort of field investigators for a a new show. And they want us to investigate the Dugway Proving Ground, a mysterious government facility in the west deserts of Utah. We're mm-hmm. looking for anyone who has any experience there, any Utah and Salt Lakers who have maybe seen a UFO or had any sort of unexplained situation in the west desert. Mm-hmm. And we, then, we want to talk to you. And even if you can't talk about it, you, maybe you, you worked there or, or are mil- were military you don't even need to talk about the place. We we just need even if you want to talk about not being able to talk about it. Yeah, something that, as simple as that. Yeah, something as simple as it's classified. It's classified. Yeah. So we're just looking for people to interview basically for this this uh, segment. Yeah, you know what they call that Dugway Proving Ground? They call it Area Fifty Two. Right. Area Fifty One, of course, in Nevada, where uh, Brent Spiner works, mm-hmm. and Bill Pullman goes to visit him. Exactly. And so, yeah, look it up. Look, read the Wikipedia page, and and then contact us. Contact us at <laughs> with World. your experiences. Yes, with your experience at work. Yeah, don't just contact us. I read it; it was pretty neat. <laughs> or do actually do that. That's just fine. Yeah. Anything like that is fine. World Champion Podcast at Gmail dot com is the best way to reach us. I'm not even going to say the other stuff. Yeah, we're later. on social media, too. You, you'll be able to find it. Yeah. Um, and we rarely post on social media. Which, yeah. again, that's always a selling point of why you should like us on Facebook or follow Smogville Fair on Twitter or Instagram is we're not going to get all up in your face. Yeah, we're not going to flood your feeds with, with just annoying BS. All right? No, we're just going to occasionally add annoying BS to your feed, yeah, but it's so not going to be a flood. It's a small amount of BS. It's, yeah. it's a minuscule BS. No, it ain't a flood. It's a limp stream of piss. Right. That's what, uh, that wasn't me. That was Cowboy Dave. 
mm-hmm. who uh, who's part of the fair. He does lasso tricks. Yeah, good old Cowboy Dave. Love Can Cowboy I- Dave. Have you ever been down there? Oh, man, he's such a grump. But then he just spins his lasso around, and he wears mm-hmm. his big furry chaps. He's, he's, got, he's a character. He's got a, quite a mouth. A little, you, you hear swear. I hear swears I didn't think existed. Oh, he is salty. But I love that he always says, pardon my French. Right. He's an old school man with, <laughs> with uh, manners. And he, he takes off his hat when a lady walks by. That's right. Of course. Yeah. He's a, he's a man with manners. But I, he's definitely stabbed a guy in the throat before. <laughs> On multiple occasions. Right. And we're not talking about his sordid past. I mean, he's a drinker. He's a bit yeah, of a drinker. It's, it's been a wild weekend. Let's if, just say that. If you're going to visit him, please do so during daylight hours. Mm-hmm. And, and wear a chainmail turtleneck. Oh, for they're, they're, they sell them here, and I, and I think I know why. Yeah, that's, that was a good idea, mm-hmm. the chainmail turtleneck. Um, we'll, we'll get to that later, but uh, we do have a sponsor this week. Our sponsor is Snuff. Snuff. The uh, the United Snuff Council mm-hmm. wants us to remind you that snuff is still another way to ingest tobacco into your body by snorting it up your nose. Snuff. Right. Since 1561. Mm-hmm. And the Smogville Snuff Council were concerned that sales have been going down for the past three or four centuries. Yeah, they've been steadily declining, and now with vaping, it's, uh, it's yeah. taken a, a really bad hit. This vaping. Like, do yourself a favor, do your lungs a favor, and start, start using snuff. Right. Uh, I believe their their official... It's an interesting slogan because most company slogans try to prop up their own product. Mm -hmm. This one just, uh, you know, knocks down the other one. And it's basically snuff. Vaping is for dorks. Right. It's it's a very anti... Rather pro-snuff, it's anti-vaping. Yeah. And we we here at World Champion Podcast can get behind that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, if if we are financially... Incentivized. I do really miss uh, the days when I worked next to the vape company, but that's a story. Twice that's, told. that's a whole other story. Whole other story that's already been told. Where's your phone? My phone. It is. It's gone. It's destroyed. What happened? I'm. I'm a man out of time. I don't know. I didn't. I. I are you trying to get me upset? Is that? Is that? It's good radio. It's good. Radio. <laughs> I just look. I just watched a TED talk. Uh-huh. Where uh, Fart Bob uh-huh. from uh, the Fart Bob and the Midget Show. Okay. He was saying the, the key is to get your co-host upset. Really rile them up. Really, really get poke them in the ribs get, with your keys. Get their blood boiling. Stab them in their turtleneck. Surprise them. Like bring up their, their, their wife's infidelity. Gotcha just, journalism. Just yeah. on the air. Yeah, get someone on the phone that's going to humiliate them. Like, <laughs> oh, really? You can handle yourself in a fight? Well, we've got Nathan on the phone who thinks differently. <laughs> Nathan, you beat him up in third grade. <laughs> and, and you got video footage. You post it on YouTube. You can go to our website with a link to that YouTube page. Yeah, I, I, I went on a trip, and the highs were high, but the lows were low. Let's just put it that way. And one of the low points was, was my phone being utterly destroyed after I hadn't backed it up for, for 10 months. <coughs> and when you say destroyed, did it just stop working? It died. It's some, oh, it had okay. some kind of internal... It's like if, if you had a stroke. Like your, like your body is still there, but the internal... Uh, com- computating part is destroyed. I see. You so, e- oh no, it's more like a coma. It won't. It will not start up. It's like awakenings. It's, no, it's exactly it's the opposite like awake- of awakenings. It's the sleepenings. Yeah, it's the sleepenings. So it's it's been destroyed. It's it's erased my my entire last year basically of my life. So once again, uh, if it's not ba- it's an Apple iPhone. It's not mm. backed up. 
If anyone out there has any tips on how to do this, the Apple Store was no help. Yeah, they told me to re- to format my phone, but if I do that, I will lose some very you'll for sure lose everything. I'll for sure lose everything, but there's some stuff that can't be replaced. Yeah. So if anyone knows how to restore this, if it's not been backed up and not been back to the cloud, let us know. World Champion Podcast at yeah. gmail.com. I've Any- looked into it. There's softwares that seem like they don't work. Yeah, I, I've um, I've sort of given up hope at this point, and we know that we do know that the FBI can do it, but I don't think they'd be interested in your case. I'll just take them to court then. <laughs> Good idea. So, um, okay, and I apologize for bringing it up. Then when you said destroyed, I thought there would be some sort of story like it was in your shirt pocket and you went on a roller coaster. No, I I plugged it in. I went to sleep in the hotel. When I woke up, my phone was hot. Oh no. Like, when I picked it up, I was like, wow, this is really hot. And then it had the that little app. You know when you boot up your phone, the little Apple image? That was just there. And it was the screen almost looked like it was kind of glowing. Now, that, uh, could, that could have been my early morning vision. Yeah. But I think it's because the screen had been heated up for so long. Oh, no. So, so yeah. It just, so now, if I start it up, Apple thing appears. Ten seconds later, it just shuts back off. Shit. And then... Yeah, the Apple Apple Store was like, let's just erase it right now. But that, that the Smogville would... Apple Store is not a very good one, right? It's it's in fact it mainly sells actual apples mm-hmm. you eat. Yeah, so they they have a guy in the back who who has an iPod and and that's he, and the, that's that's what their version of the Genius Bar. Yeah, because because someone basically said. How'd you get all your CDs onto that little box? Yeah, he's sort of... They used to call him the town you wizard. You must be some kind of genius. Yeah, yeah, he was the town wizard. He was the town wizard. But, but then once uh, wizardry and witchcraft was outlawed mm-hmm. um, back in 2012, yeah. then he became the genius. Became the genius. He really had to reinvent himself. Because he didn't want to be killed. He didn't want to be thrown in the tar pits. It, it wasn't even like a business plan. Yeah. It, was, it was more about staying alive. Pure survival, just like the Rev. <laughs> pure, yeah. pure survival. Uh, I have a, an old friend who I have not spoken to in probably 10 years, but uh, mm-hmm. I do recall he, he went on a road trip to California with some of his bros. I wasn't there. But he was saw the ocean, and he thought, oh, this will be hilarious. I'm going to act like I'm just so excited to see the ocean. I'm just going to run straight for it. <laughs> so everyone else is, like, setting up towels and picnic baskets, and he's like, I'm going to be like, oh, yay, the ocean. So he did that and ran into the ocean, then remembered all his valuables in his pockets. Oh. And he, he said his phone, he watched his phone float away, and his camera was ruined, and then uh, his wallet was soaking wet, and he had to replace everything. Wow, this was incredibly impulsive. Yeah, that was really a bad idea. Like, even when I'm impulsive, I think I would be like, oh, I better throw my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very impulsive. And, and for that same reason, I always get stressed out when I see commercials or shows where someone gets thrown into the pool. That is, is an outdated thing. Like, this was a hilarious. It was a hilarious, funny thing in 80s movies and 70s. And it happened a lot on TV and, and movies. It's surprisingly very common to, have, to be pushed into a pool. Yeah. And I get it. You see someone by a pool, your first impulse, honestly, is to push them in the pool. At least mine is. I don't know. You're giving me a weird look. Well, no, I, I, sorry, I got distracted because I'm thinking, you mentioned in the 80s it was very common to push people to the pool. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm, I'm kind of keeping this running list of things, and I don't want to approach this as, as sounding old or complaining about the new generation, mm-hmm. but there are certain cliches and tropes, if you will. Tropes. That I think existed from like the 50s to maybe the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So only people about our age, uh, probably, you know, 
early to late 30s mm-hmm. are going to get these um, mm-hmm. because they were on Saturday morning cartoons or they were on Leave it to Beaver, which even though that came out in the 50s, it was still in reruns in the 80s. Right. Now, um, because pop culture entertainment is so spread out and there's always something new, there's not these shared cultural hallmarks. So This is something I've been thinking about for about a month now. Okay, not to, to give too much away of whatever the hell you're doing. Yeah. What can you give an example of, of a good trope that is now extinct? Is that I, what you're saying is done now? Or, sort or, of. Yeah, I'm saying, any, I'm saying these things died out. They were very, very common. Okay. And then died out. I pulled this on you the other day. Stinky cheese. Oh, yeah. Limburger. Limburger. I asked that to younger people, and they're like, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe like a Gorgonzola or something. But because we grew up with Bugs Bunny. I'm thinking Tom or, and Jerry. Or Tom and Jerry, or even like maybe Barney Fife. Yeah. Like, Barn, what are you doing? That's a Limburger sandwich, Ange. Do young people even know what Limburger is? I don't think so. We need to get Limburger into an Adele song. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we got to bring it back. Macklemore, maybe, will because, do it. Yeah, because it seems I, pretty chill. It seems super funny to me that, that Gorgonzola would take over for Limburger. No, everyone knows it's Limburger. I've never seen Limburger. I've never smelled it or tasted it's it or giant, seen it for sale. It's got stink lines that come off it. Exactly. See? Very, very, tons of stink lines that look almost like steam, but it's just yeah. pure smell. Yeah. Pure yes. stench. See, you're with me on this. What about this one? Uh, there's like a cake in the oven, and then you slam the door, and it goes and it like deflates. Mm, yeah, yeah it see? Did, not just deflates, deflates like a like a balloon. Yeah, like it's totally empty on the yeah. inside. Okay, I, I get where you're going with this. I like this. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. So I so it, D- does a young person even <coughs> know if you slam a cake door on an oven, you'll the the cake will deflate. That one kind of seems like if you know baking. Then you wouldn't do that. But it, but it seems like because of all that pop culture stuff, it seemed like it was just something that was going to happen to you as a grown up. Is is you would get busy and then the cake is ruined. It deflates. The cake, yeah, the cake's ruined because Timmy slams the door. Okay. Um, now and then, so he slams the door on his way out to play. Then what happens? He starts sinking in quicksand. There's so much quicksand. Uh-huh. As a child, I thought. One of the most common ways to die as an adult was sinking in quicksand. I was terrified of quicksand. Was, I, would, I hated going outdoors. There I, was uh, th- like an undeveloped lot across from the house I grew up in. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, looking back at it, it seemed like a wilderness. It's right. probably half, uh, a fourth of an acre. Right. But I was scared to go over there because I had to be very careful. Quicksand. What, and what was really scary to me as a child is I had no idea where this quicksand was. Uh, you, you, may, you know, you hear about the Sahara Desert. So that's a desert. But there's, there's no moisture. But quicksand is wet. So, I mean, yeah. is there quicksand in the desert? As a kid, I was like, I don't know. Or is, are we, uh, it always seemed to be in the jungle. Is it so, the jungle? So, is it, the uh, it was on Gilligan's Island. It was on, I know it was on that island, yeah. at least. I'm not yeah. sure how many other islands. This might be everything I'm talking about might go back to Gilligan's Island. <laughs> which was on like eight times a day. It really up. was. Do you remember an episode with a giant, some kind of giant spider? Giant spider. I remember an ape. I remember that one, too. Do you remember the episode with a Nazi? I don't know. <laughs> they found a Nazi who had been hiding on the island the whole time, since the war. And, and well, in his defense, uh, that would only have been 30 years rather than now yeah. 75 or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I, vaguely, I vaguely remember all of them. Yeah. I'd say I, I mostly remember the opening credits. Oh, yeah. Just the spinning uh, wheel. What is that thing called? 
Yeah, a ship, the, ship's wheel. The sh- I don't know. Ship steering wheel. This, this is something that an older person shaking their head where they're like, tropes from the 1920s to the 1950s. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, Steamboat Willie. You know, every, like, everyone knows what yeah, that boat wheel like, is called. These little, these young people, anyone under 65, yeah. <laughs> doesn't know what a, a boat steering wheel was called. They don't know a boat steering wheel. They don't know anything about <laughs> coal ovens. We don't know about basketball rings. There's all sorts of things we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's very interesting stuff, but... Nowadays, you are a straight-up asshole if you push someone in a pool because yeah. you are destroying, and it's not even, a, even 10 years ago, you're destroying like a Nokia, like yeah. a shitty phone. You now destroy someone's phone. This is what I've learned the hard way this weekend. Yeah. You base, I am basically crippled. My entire life, I had to call the dentist yesterday morning and say, I have this weird feeling I have a dentist appointment coming up. Is, th- is that true? And they and they looked, and sure enough, I did, which yeah. was a which was a miracle. First of all, that was a miracle. But I don't. All my passwords are on there. All my photos, oh, my yeah. calendar, like like there's so many things that I'm not sure if I can recover it. Yeah, all the contacts and I'm all crippled. That. So yeah. you push someone in a pool nowadays, you may as well give them a lobotomy. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You might as well strap someone to an electric chair. That's is that a funny prank? Putting you know twenty five thousand volts through someone's brain is that a laughable thing? No, the answer is no. Right, you look like you're thinking, but those are rhetorical questions. Don't push people in the pool. Yeah, don't do that. And and it's still super common in commercials, but but nowadays this is how it's different. There's lot there's lots of pushing in the pool nowadays. It's in a commercial, and w- right when they get pushed, the the it's free freeze frame. The camera freezes. And it doesn't show them falling in the pool until after they've sold whatever they're selling. Yeah, whether it be Geico, could be yeah, Corona. It could, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I was thinking beer of some kind. Old Spice. Yeah, not Old Spice as much no, because that would spice. be like a gorilla, f- like driving a school bus through through that uh, that big muscular muscular guy that yells a lot. Yeah, through okay. his through his ear canal or something. <laughs> Exactly. Well, well, through his col- nose. Yeah, through his nose. Yeah. And his nose hairs are, are, are his arms flexing. And I fucking, oh man, I hate it. You I got, hate. You, do you know, you, do you you know got what, the goods, baby. Do you know what, <laughs> young, do you know what young people don't appreciate? Is, <laughs> is they don't appreciate. Uh, no, I, I, said, I, said, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. They, what you, you don't know you don't appreciate is commercials before they were just nonsense someone wrote after huffing gas for a few hours. Yeah. If, if you watch if you, I watched, what did I watch? It was like a VHS tape of a movie and there was commercials in it still. Oh, nice. And it, you know, that's already, that's crazy to put something in a VCR, but you <laughs> see these commercials and they're just straightforward. This is the product we're selling. It's works really great. Yeah. We don't need some weird, like, David Hasselhoff, you know, squeezing an entire bottle of mustard onto a hot dog until his whole arm's covered in mustard. Like, I don't need this druggy bullshit. There's something that shows up on my Facebook where there's, like, a, a Prince Valiant guy, and then there's a unicorn taking a shit, and it's rainbow-colored ice cream, and then he's eating it. Are you kidding me? I don't me? even know what the product is, because I'm like, no, don't get this off my internet. And that's how it is now. Half the time, I'll yeah. watch a commercial and literally not know what the product was. I'll get done, and I'll be like, was that, a, was that car insurance? Was that... 
Oh, yeah. Was that like a cell phone service? Let's talk about this. The Super Bowl. What was everybody talking about after the Super Bowl? Puppy, monkey, baby. What Uh was that a commercial for? I don't... uh, You don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It was either insurance or chips. Do you think we're going to get to the point... Or a website registration domain. Chips. Chips. Remember the the big Doritos puffed like they were balls? There was a... 3D Doritos. Yeah. Do you remember... Yeah. Talk about the stupidest product ever invented. <laughs> and then they've got a woman sitting next to a washing machine bouncing Doritos off her tits all over the place. <laughs> she was like jumping up and doing the splits and then grabbing one. It, it was the, it, it's pretty much just like that was it. That's when humanity jumped the shark. <laughs> that was the point where we no longer have done anything worthwhile as an entire <laughs> species. Everyone on earth. Yeah. That was it. 2007 or whatever. 3D Dorito commercial. That's it. Culture's over. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, that's it. That pretty much coincided with the beginning of these Old Spice commercials, actually. Is Andy Rooney dead? Oh, God. I hope not. I think he is. He is dead. Then we should, uh, let's angle to the 60 Minutes producers. Mm-hmm. Instead of Andy Rooney, world champion podcast. Yeah. Here's what's wrong with the whippersnappers. There, there, is, there is a vacuum right now. There is a void to fill yeah. with being old and annoyed with the world changing. Yeah. That, that's when you officially know you're old. Is If you're bothered by the world changing, if, things, if you ever say, when I was young, in a way where you're saying it both in a happy, remembering way and a, an angry... An about, accusatory way. Accusatory way. Yeah, I, when I was young, but with, like, with your finger pointed and a scowl. Like, like when you were young, like that was the correct way things were. Yeah. And now things are not correct. And it, I, I love hearing that stuff unironically. Like, well, when I was young, I had to have a quarter in my pocket every time I left the house in case I needed to use a payphone. Yeah. Like, oh, good for fucking you. Yeah, but that, but that goes back forever. Ah, <laughs> uh, good for you. <laughs> That's what's really funny is if you watch, like, have you, you've seen Cosmos, right? Yeah. The Neil Tyson Degrassi. When punch, I was young, it was out. Carl Sagan. Right. Well, I mean, they, we, we, we yeah. can go a whole nother no, thing No, actually, that's that. Not, that was years before I was born. <laughs> but they, uh, there, there's one episode where it shows the, the length of the universe. And it, 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 yeah, it, I remember it that. shows it like a year, a year of a calendar year. Yeah. And humanity is. Is eleven fifty nine and fifty nine point nine seconds or something? Yeah, at midnight on December thirty first. Right. Yeah, and so that's pretty much the same way you can look at people bitching about the world changing. Yeah, where our lives are so short, you can bitch like when I was a kid, we rode bikes in the backyard and didn't have Nintendo. Well, when you you know the kid before that, when they were a kid, was on a steam locomotive or whatever. It could just go <laughs> yeah. back forever. I was I was getting violin lessons from Stradivarius. I was yeah. you know I was making the first crossbow. It's oh like, yeah, I want to I want to see that meme like kids these days, and it's a kid sitting in first class playing uh, Angry Birds, right? And then like kids in the old days, and then that picture of the kid who had a stamp on his forehead and was in a mailman's bag <laughs> back when he used to be able to mail children. <laughs> I want one of those that has the first class <laughs> Wi-Fi uh, kid, and then the juxtaposition, a, a child going to war like for the Crusades. Yeah, I want a third. When I was a kid, we had to go to war with our swords. Yeah, so so that's that's the good old days, which or, is true. Or that picture of like a bunch of twelve, like the twelve-year-old coal miners' association <laughs> softball team versus these twelve-year-old smoking pipes. <laughs> I love that. I love pictures of children smoking. Yeah. 
That, uh, that's uh, there, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I was I was reading the the part of uh, Babe Ruth's autobiography, and there's a part where he talks about his childhood, and before he got sent to this boys' home where he got really good at playing baseball at, he was in trouble because he was started skipping school at like seven. Yeah, and what he would do during the day is they would go like him and his ruffian friends would rob places and mainly steal whiskey. And so they would be just drink all day. And, yeah. and, they were, and we're talking nine-year-olds were just breaking store windows and drinking whiskey. Yeah. Probably using some, some good old snuff, which I don't fault them for. No, snuff, uh, you know. And then when they need to take the edge off, just a nice little dab of morphine. Yeah, you, this is back when you could just go into the grocery store and buy cocaine. Right. And, you know, not like the kids nowadays who are so coddled. I know. Oh, they're Oxycontin. They're going to have fancy stuff. <laughs> When I was a kid, you had to, to go actually get the, the poppy seed. I frequently... <laughs> so I, I'm unemployed now. I don't know if everyone knows that. I'm unemployed. <laughs> and I, I, I frequently have to stop myself from being like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Such as like correcting strangers online or calling radio stations. <laughs> I'll, type, like, I'll type out this big response to a stranger online and then be like, what am, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. But I wanted to call the radio station the other day because there's this local sports host who's, I don't know, sometimes he has good insights, but sometimes he, he's like, well, you know, maybe these, these so-called role models, I don't, why don't we, maybe we should pay teachers millions of dollars and pay <laughs> athletes not to... Like, ooh, where'd you come up with that one, wizard? Oh, God. So what you're telling me is that it'll be a good day once the military has to do a bake sale and, uh-huh. the, and the schools have all the money they need. Exactly. Visualize world peas. <laughs> um, but they're talking about Johnny Menzel, and that's a whole other topic. Johnny Menzel mm. is off the deep end to the point where it's clear he's no longer just a party man. He has severe substance use problems. Does he? I, I've been following it. Oh, okay. Let's I, set this I was up. probably a young. Ju- You're talking about a padre here. I'm a padre. We're gonna. I'm gonna talk about the padres later. Yeah. He was. He's on the padres. Oh yeah, Johnny Manziel is technically <laughs> drafted. drafted. He was him. in like single, yeah. like half a. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. lowest one is. Johnny Manziel uh, was a, a wonderful college football quarterback. Yes. Very talented. His move. The was future couldn't be brighter. You really need literally to literally no. You way, really yeah. need to sell how promising his future in the NFL was. He, he won the big award. Mm-hmm. His move when he would do something good is turn to the cameras and rub his thumb and his fingers together. You know that like money. That money. I, I'm move. so money because he knew that as soon as he graduated, he was going to get drafted and get millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But then all these questions started coming up about his partying ways. And, you know, he just couldn't help himself but tweet pictures of him at the pool in Vegas with a bunch of other famous people, mm-hmm. you know, missing practice. Um, at, and then, so he was playing for the Cleveland Browns. He, he didn't get to start. At one point, he hurt his knee. This is just recently. He hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. They, they were like, okay, go back to this doctor in this town. Mm-hmm. No shows his doctor's appointment. Instead, tweets pictures of him partying on the Sunset Strip or whatever. <laughs> And now he's on TMZ. He's been cut by the team. His agent fired him. Nike fired him. And he's like in L.A. now, right? He's, With- he's, in, he's like living in Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. And then TMZ's catching up to him. And he's like, come on, I've been here every night. I'm at the club every night. Yeah. So he, uh, so he's, you know, he's I've got a problem. He needs so, help. So, so what? Okay. Before we go way into this. Yeah. 
Rob Gronkowski famously is constantly chugging beers and stuff. And what yeah. is the difference? That he's responsible and he... I think that, yeah, that's the difference is then is he does that but still makes it to practice. So he works hard, plays hard and works hard. Yeah. So Manziel is just playing hard, just and, plays playing, hard. and playing hard some more. Yeah, he plays hard and he plays hard. <laughs> so he's, He seems like a fun guy to be friends with right now. Like until his, his really bad spiral... You know, yeah. Right now, he's got, I want to go. I want to hang out with him. But you know what's going to happen? He's going to end up peeing in your car. Oh yeah, he's like he's like I saw recently Justin Bieber put a cigarette out on his friend. Oh, Did no. you see this video? No. His friend, they're all there in a dance club, and he he does it, and then like laughs. And that's that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen if you hang out with Johnny Johnny yeah. Manziel. He's going to put a cigarette out on you. Yeah. That by no stretch of the imagination is that funny, or. I guess it's technically a prank, but it's not something you do to a friend. It's not really a prank. It's not um, a prank. It's not like the hot foot. <laughs> not like the old hot foot. Okay, there's another one that I'm talking about. The hot, the hot foot. All right, let's not even explain what the hot foot is, right? No, everyone knows that, right? Well, we'll see. We'll see if everyone knows the I old love hot the foot. hot foot. Yeah, the old hot foot. I love do it. Do you think that's ever actually happened in history? Has anyone done the old hot foot? Dude, I, they happened last season. There's a video of the Dodgers doing it. Someone on the Dodgers did it. Brad. I, maybe it was two seasons ago, yeah. but I, I I posted it online. I'll find it. I'll yeah. It's Let's that that, that, that counts as a prank just because of its storied history. <laughs> yeah, it's rich history. The rich history. That's of okay. Yeah. So anyway, I'm listening to sports radio. I'm driving around because I don't have a job, and they're talking about Johnny Menzel. And this guy says, "I mean, what is it? Where's the responsibility? Is this is this a millennial thing? This." Look at me, I'm cool. <laughs> and I was like, what I was like di- trying to dial the phone. Like, yeah, no one, no young person has ever tried to be cool yeah. until anyone born after 1985. Yeah, no one's ever been reckless or just cared about looking fun and having fun. Yeah, no, that's no, a new thing. No, when you were growing up in the 50s, it was just all about books. It's responsibility. It was he, about studying when, when and he reading a, the Bible. Yeah, when he was a child, it was mainly doing his parents' taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Responsibility. Okay, ba- baking cakes and shutting the door gently. I would love to punch that guy <gasps> in the face. Oh, I would too. I mean, you should see his face. It's super punchable, huh? So punchable. Nice. And it's just like, give me a break. And does he really believe that? Is he just pandering it's to the audience? It's got to be pandering. He's the same guy. Like, sometimes they'll talk about athletes uh, using drugs and just mm. his willful ignorance on this. Like, you can't tell me you've lived this long. And you're like, what do they – they call it, like, a, a gong or a, or a bong <laughs> Dude, or something? What, this, what is that? At this point, the old people are the hippies. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's nobody alive that can pretend they don't know anything about drug culture. Yeah. Not to mention every movie on Earth and the yeah. Breaking Bad, the biggest show ever. Yeah. It was about drugs, as far as I've been told. Just kidding. <laughs> it See what I'm, is, right. I'm pretending not to know about a show about drugs. Exactly, yeah. I'm taking it one step further. Oh, man, that's when people... That happens, too, when uh, people are trying to be, quote, cool. You know how millennials try to be cool. Right. And you'll be like, what, what is the name of that show? Uh, like, Star, Star Tracks, The Next Generation or something? I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen it. What is it, what is it called? <laughs> Well, what's the what is the equivalent now of doing that? What is the show that old people don't know the current one? Are they pretending to not know, or are they do they actually not know? They're pretending. It's all bullshit. Everything. Oh, it's is, it's probably. Uh, what's a big popular show now? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. What's it called? What's that? Uh, what's that oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you know, what's it called? Like uh, Crown of Thrones with the uh, <laughs> with the dragons. <laughs> Crown of Thrones. I've never seen Crown of Thrones. I guarantee there is a knockoff TV movie or mo- one of those like crappy movies. Uh, Red Box. Yeah, it's Red, a Red Box, Box right now called Crown of Thrones. Yeah. But your grandma rented for you, going, yeah. oh, are real excited. And you have to pretend to be like, thanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Granny, thank you. Well, you're, at, you're, at the, you're at the Red Box. They're out of The Force Awakens. Deadpool, <laughs> it's like, oh, I really want to see Deadpool. They don't have Deadpool. Uh, scan, scan. Well, let's see. This has Ray Liotta in it. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Liotta is in every one of those movies. It's always Ray Liotta. <laughs> Transmorphers 5, it's starring Ray, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Crown of Thrones. It sounds all right. Oh, man. Speaking of Transmorphers, I, I watched... I, lo- I love product placement in TV shows and movies. Mm-hmm. There was, I, I sent you a link yeah, a few I, I weeks ago okay. of Hawaii Five O, where they have an entire scene, discuss- not just showing Subway sandwiches, discussing them and their, how good they are and their price. And the guy, they even ask the guy what he likes, and he... His favorite sandwich is two of the new ones. So he's like, this chicken teriyaki with onions. With sweet onions. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen a couple episodes of that show somehow. And they're, for comic relief, uh-huh. they always stop by this, this big guy who runs a food truck that sells shrimp. Oh, so he's a regular. He's a regular. You know, they'll kind of like end the episodes with him. Like, Okay, a funny moment. Oh, boy, we sure did stop that art thief. Yeah, try my shrimp. Okay, I had no, I've never seen this show. Yeah, so he's a regular. So they go to his shrimp cart in this clip, and he's sitting at a picnic table with like nine Subway sandwiches yeah. and a Subway drink in front of him. And every single wrapper uh, has the, the, their logo facing the camera. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt what kind of su- sandwich sub this is. They had, the producers had to have known and just been like, they had to have been laughing. They don't care. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're refilming it? Oh, yeah. I would have been laughing. Yeah. And been, it's so ridiculous. And the detective shows up, and, and he's like, what's this? You're eating Subway? But you run a shrimp truck. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to lose weight. Subway's so healthy. <laughs> and he say, he, I think he even does like their catchphrases. I think he says, yeah. like, I'm trying to eat fresh. Tra- yeah, or yeah. something like that. And they say, but isn't shrimp healthy? And he goes, not the way I make it. So how mm. the hell... Can he be making shrimp that's less healthy than a big loaf of bread? I, w- I actually, that was a sticking point for me, too. I thought a lot about that. Yeah. And so I was thinking maybe it's some kind of battered coconut shrimp that's then covered in a mayonnaise sauce. Yeah. I, I was literally like brainstorming. fried in lard, covered in a mayonnaise sauce. I was literally brainstorming. Because <laughs> when he says, not the way I make it. Yeah. Like, are you stuffing it into a chocolate cake? How are you making shrimp? <laughs> yeah. Where a bunch of little shrimp is going to be... More calories than a foot long. Not even he had like five foot long sandwiches. Yeah, than a loaf of bread and loaf processed bread meats with yeah with tons of salami and cheese. Yeah. So that's that's a whole other story. That's in universe. The, the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe the five overs is a different world than ours. <laughs> the five overs. Yeah. yeah. But it goes on. Yeah, and then he plugs the new one. Like no, this new sweet teriyaki with red onions and mm-hmm. oh, it's good. Yeah, it is insane. I, I will have to post a link to that. It's a re- it's really enjoyable. I wa- yeah. the day I discovered it, I watched it probably five or six times. I yeah. thought I watched one today, which was I've never seen. No, I take that back. I've seen a couple of the Transformers movies. I'm not sure which ones. I saw one where they cut a building in half that was like a buzzsaw robot, and the whole building cut in half, and then everyone slid out of the building. 
It was maybe a snake transformer. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I've only seen the first one. First one. The first one's great because it has a straight up like Mountain Dew machine turned into a transformer, and it has an Xbox turned into a transformer. Oh yeah. This is this is along the same line. So this is a clip from the newest Transformers with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know which one. I think it's four or five. Yeah. Maybe five. Yeah. And in the clip, a, a little Transformer turns transforms into a Beats by Dre portable boombox, and it is literally held to the camera, like the way someone in a candy bar commercial would hold the candy bar to the camera. Yeah. So the entire so I, I imagine seeing this in the theater. You're talking a 40-foot Beats by Dre thing, yeah. literally shown to the audience, like you are there. Then later in this clip, or le- another clip, Mark Wahlberg's flying some kind of a Transformer spaceship. He wrecks into a Bud Light truck. The Bud Lights spill everywhere. So in the next scene where he's out in the city arguing with, he like hit a cab, and the cab driver's like, do you have insurance? And the, it's this funny little bit where he's like, this is a spaceship. Do you think I have insurance for a spaceship? And there's Bud Lights everywhere. And then during the, com- the, the part where he's having this confrontation, he, he gets so confrontational, he picks up a Bud Light, he opens it on the guy's like, chest, and then he drinks it in the camera, a Bud Light, and then throws it down. So it just... Wow. It's, it's, it's great. So I, going back to our continuing theme of when I was a kid. Okay. I do remember um, being maybe 10 or 11 years old, and the, the public education system decided that it was time to teach us uh, to be savvy consumers. And there was like maybe some special that was on the network television that was aimed at kids that's like, hey, commercials aren't always true. This cereal doesn't even use milk. It's glue, and they pick out the best pieces of cereal to put in the bowl. I, like I, I was warning you on how to, how to be a, a consumer and not I, get fooled. I'm not sure that I saw this exact thing. I, I remember discovering that was glue. <laughs> but when, when you were filming a commercial? No. <laughs> <laughs> I found out the hard way. Were you Mikey? Yeah, I, I had a bowl of cereal with glue in it. No, but I just, once I discovered that, I, start, I started looking at all yeah. the box covers in the, in the cereal aisle. Because as a child, and pretty much as an adult, I love cereal. I was I'm a lot like Jerry Seinfeld in a lot of ways. Yeah. I I like Superman, I like cereal a lot. And that's it. <laughs> that's so, it. So so actually I take that back. I'm like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned Superman. Okay. Because I think it was about the same time the Millie Vanilli scandal broke mm-hmm. is when maybe product placement became more prevalent. I remember them the example they would always use is Superman 2, which maybe was like the first movie to use product placement. I don't. So uh, I don't they, think that could be true. I don't know. But let's hear it. Well, just whenever say. introducing the concept of product placement, they would show a scene where he like throws Zod into a Coca Cola sign. Oh yeah, very memorable. And then when he busts through the Marlboro truck. Yeah, that's so true. I th- so it was kind of like the first like really high profile. Like, look what's going on in Hollywood is this product placement that's really blatant. I remember when Total Recall came out, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, the only version, I should say. Yeah. Just kidding. The new one's pretty good. Um, But the Arnold version, when that came out, I remember seeing a news report on 60 Minutes or something about how it had 135 product placements in it. It had broke some record for the most product placements ever. 
And, uh, and these are just tiny things where it's the same sort of thing where there's sodas in the background and stuff, which is kind of much more impressive if, if you think about it because this is working in 80s products into a movie about not only the future, but the future on Mars. Yeah. So, so that's, I guess all these corporations, thankfully, are going are gonna to outlive us all well into the future. Another great one, of course... Do you know what? I think the most blatant one I can think of is Demolition Man. Where Oh yeah. Where not only is it, it like Superman may have punched Zod into a a uh Coca-Cola sign, but in Demolition Man they have a conversation about Taco Bell. They go to Taco Bell, they they work Taco Bell into the plot of the movie. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive product placement placement. Okay, you know how you're about to watch Crown of Thrones, right? And it says GV and you know graphic violence, nudity, right? In Britain, they have a P to warn you that there's product placement. Really? On a TV show? Yeah. That's that's cool. Before and after TV shows that involve product placement deals. Wow. And it looks like Transformers has the lead with 55 separate brands. Wow. Followed, oddly enough, by Gone Girl with 48. Really? I've never seen Gone Girl, but that's very surprising. Mm. There, there is a scene with like a shed full of products. Really? But it's part of the plot. Huh. But I guess, yeah. Huh. Part of, the, part of the plot is that he has spent money purchasing top shelf consumer items. Oh, okay. But still pretty yeah, convenient. Yeah, yeah, very convenient to the story. Yeah. Um. Did we have a topic for this episode? Yes. <laughs> I was going to tell you about my Deer Hunter yeah, concert. T- yeah, so you, you, went, you got us out of the bubble. You went to San Diego. So Brighton escaped, we had, and then we yeah. did the old switcheroo this time, where he <laughs> covered for me, and I, I left Smogville for a time. Yeah. And I went down to San Diego. The plan was to see one of my favorite bands, Deer Hunter. They've been in my top five favorite bands for probably a decade. And yeah. I've never seen them live ever. They always seem, they're one of those kind of indie mysterious bands. So it seemed like they were very against social media and websites at first. Yeah. So it was hard for me to get information about them. And when I lived in San Diego, I remember they played in LA and I totally missed it just because it's not, it was, it was like, face. it was like, I'm just, we're going to do a show because we're so artsy. Yeah. Maybe we should just tell nobody and <laughs> people find out because somehow everyone knows everything. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I discovered this show was happening. And last year we did a little thing called the, the San Diego bucket hat trip. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag where Brighton and I and, uh, and my girlfriend and our friend Becky went down and saw... A pot, two Padres games, went to the, the Padres Beer Fest thing. And then just, it was just a fun road trip thing. Went to, to Vegas and, and we had planned to do it again this year. It didn't work out. Yeah. So Allie and I decided to go anyway. So we were able to go down and see, you know, Deer Hunter and go to this baseball game. So they were, they played in this theater called the Observatory, which is a, it's a newer, it's an old theater, but it's now play, doing shows. They've renovated it. I'm not sure what it was before. I, I, I think it was the North Park Theater. This is in a neighborhood called North Park in San Diego. This Concerts are getting 
are, are, are seem like they're catering to me the older oh. I get. Oh, nice. Because I would used to go to concerts. The I, I the opening band is not coming on till eleven thirty. The headlining band is on at like one a.m. You know, I'm yeah. getting home at two thirty in the morning on a Tuesday night, exhausted, and and my feet have to go in a, a tub of ice because I've stood for eight solid hours. <laughs> you know, this concert had one opening band, which were an instrumental band, so it didn't even feel like an opening band. It felt like the music <laughs> as you were waiting for, you know, it was like the orchestra before a play or something. And so they, it was a band, I think they were called Bitchin' Baja. I'm not sure. I went to the merch table, and there was all the Deer Hunter merch, and then there was Bitchin' Baja, which for the music they, they played, this almost uh, hypnotic kind of, it's, I don't know how to describe it, except it wasn't Bitchin' Baja. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, that name, you, you picture... It's one of my favorite TNC shirts. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, you picture some, kind of maybe a, a punk rock Beach Boys or something. Yeah. You know, it, you, you don't picture this really kind of droney, almost like, hit, like music you listen to when you're in a trance, you uh-huh. know? Anyway, they were great, though. Hmm. So it's a cool old theater... Uh, Deer Hunter were great. They the the and they played. I think the, I think they went on at nine p.m. Concert starts at eight. Yeah, went on at nine. Done by ten thirty. <laughs> Concert's over at ten thirty. Yeah, which is just like wow. Not only are you not exhausted, you could still go do something. You know, if you really wanted to, if you're yeah. on vacation. I chose to go to sleep, <laughs> but but they they were they were really cool. They were a great live band. They were I was I was impressed. It could have gone either way, you know. They're one of those bands that is either going to sound like garbage live or be mind blowing. So if you if you're not familiar with Deer Hunter, look them up. They're so great. What would we even describe them as? I mean, they're pretty much just like a straightforward indie rock band. They're not really punk or they're, garage they're considered, or hard. I've looked this up. They're considered shoegaze. Yeah, I'll take that. And is the singer not very tall? The singer has the same disease that Abraham Lincoln has, or had. Abraham Lincoln did pass away. I'm sorry to, to break the news <laughs> here. But he has, from what I've been told, I don't, I, like I haven't done research on the medical history of the singer of this band, but from what I vaguely remember reading about is he has whatever. Yeah, Marfan syndrome. Marfan. I, I, I call it Abraham Lincoln syndrome. So he's very tall, very skinny, um, and he, he he still is. He was very very tall and <laughs> very skinny. Great singer, uh, a great guitarist. It, it was it was cool, man. It was a it was a good show. Our buddy Nate, this was great. So we, there's a VIP section that you have to pay more to sit in. Apparently, nobody wants to pay eighty five dollars to sit. Basically, you were just sitting down because we were standing. Yeah. Right behind this section. It's just yeah. a row of chairs. And I don't want to sit down at a show ever. Well, you're you, feels weird to me. It's that's true. And it, it does feel weird, but if there's no one in front of you, this is right behind where the the sound people are, the the, the what are they called? Just the guys the sound people. Sound mixer yeah. people. Um so it costs a ton of money to to sit there. Nate got <laughs> sick of standing. And he went and just sat down. He just like went, you know, pulled up the little rope, the, the velvet rope <laughs> yeah. that, that, 
that was all the, that was it. That was all the barrier. Once he did it, it was like, wow, these barriers really are in my mind. (laughs) Because I was like, at first I was like, what are you doing? And then I was like, nobody cares. And no one's going to come in the middle of a concert and say, may I see your credentials? Yeah. You know, or if they do, what do they, what you just say, you can't sit here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So he went and sat down, and it was straight weekend at Bernie's. It was, at this point, it was probably the loudest point of the concert. Every instrument was playing at full volume. It, it was like an earthquake. I get nudged by my girlfriend, and Nate has dozed off. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> He's, his head's bobbing to the side like you, like you yeah. see kids doing in high school. Wow. And then just over, he's out. So it's, it's, I didn't want to wake him up, but I, th- I thought, he'll want to see this concert. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if that so- ever happens to me, please wake me up. I'm sorry to disturb you, but there's a, a rock concert going on. So it was, that was a nice, funny moment. Uh, what, what else happened that was of note? We went to a magic show. And I wasn't that enthusiastic about doing this. I, 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 I kind of didn't want to. I thought this is going to be dumb. Was it in a theater? It was in a or? tiny theater. Okay. And this was in Old Town, San Diego. It's kind of a tourist yeah. trap area. Yeah. And I just thought, you can't impress me. I've seen it all. I've <laughs> seen I know how, I've seen card tricks, right? Yeah. So and and then this was called I can't remember what he called it. I guess just close-up magic. So this was a tiny Oh, I theater. like close-up magic. So this is a tiny theater. There, yeah. uh, there was only maybe 25 seats in there. Yeah. We got front row tickets. Cuz 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 yeah, we were, we we were, we were part of the show. Terrifying. I I didn't really mind it much. Okay. I I, th- I was I was actually so impressed by the magic tricks. I just kind of forgot about my being nervous or self-aware. Yeah. It was cuz there was a point this is, this is the only part I really want to touch on. Well, I'll talk about two parts. There was a point where there was some giant coin trick. He had four coins. He made me hold out my hand. He put two coins in my hand. And then he made me shut my hand and hold it in front of me, right? Yeah. Palm down, but holding the two coins. He then was doing some, you know, his, his like magic bullshit. And then suddenly he was like, oh, I only have one coin now. Where's the third coin? Sir, open your hand. And I thought, and he hadn't touched me. He hadn't been near me. Wow. And I thought, this is going to be stupid. And I opened my hand <laughs> and I had three coins. And it was, it was the, one of the most shocking moments of my life. Wow. I could not believe it. He put two coins in my hand. I'm positive. I could feel them. Yeah. I, heard, I felt them clink together. I, I saw them. I, and he did not touch me. I opened it up. I have three coins in my hand. Amazing. It blew my mind. Yeah, it no, sounds course, stupid. Yeah. I don't know if, maybe it doesn't sound stupid. <laughs> it, I thought about it the rest of the night. Yeah. I could not figure out what had happened. I didn't even feel, like, even if you, th- you say, well, maybe there are two coins that were, like, hooked together and they pop apart. I didn't even feel that. Yeah. I didn't even feel two become three. There yeah. was two coins in my hand. So, um, so Yeah. Another part, he took a woman's wedding ring and then made it disappear. And then in the corner, there was a... Of course, we didn't see any of this. There's yeah. always stuff appearing out of nowhere that no one had noticed. There, yeah. there was a gumball machine with a velvet cover on it. He brings it over. He takes off the velvet cover. It's filled with all those little uh, 
bubble, you know, they're like little like toy machines. Like you have a plastic rings in and whatever. Oh, sure. So he gives her a quarter. She twists it in, in the gumball machine. Out comes a little plastic thing. There's a ring in it. It's not her ring. It's like a plastic ring. Uh, and he's the, like, oh, the trick must have failed. Yes. And so it was like this. Oh, this is so embarrassing. This never happens. Maybe I'll have to use my lucky coin. So he breaks out this big gold coin. She puts it in and, and does it. And little bubble thing pops out. Her wedding ring is in the bubble. It, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. There, there was no point where he had put it in the machine. I can't, I can't imagine when he put it, even the ring inside the little plastic bubble thing. I got to say, most people think of magic as that dumb stuff at, the, at your church picnic or, right. or whatever. But I saw Lance Burton in Vegas, and mm. like you said, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing? Yeah. How is this? What? No. How? Yeah. Totally it's, worth it. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say, is this was maybe the highlight of the trip. <laughs> I'm sure. After I just like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, we, I went to the Padres game. Yeah. That was fun. I love Petco Park. It's a beautiful, a beautiful baseball park, right in the the center of downtown San Diego. And what's yeah. great is, aside from the view, you can you know you see all these buildings around it. It's just really cool. If you go to the a game at the right time of day, the San Diego airport is a. This is an odd town. The air you you land the, the airport's right in downtown, so yeah. so planes fly over the buildings to land. Yeah, if you time it right and go to these games, uh, it's a pretty much a plane will fly through the baseball stadium. It's Weird. kind of incredible. Have you yeah. been? Did that happen when you you came with? No, me? we were there during the day. There, it there's it, it it feels like it's literally entering the airspace of the the. And not just the airspace. I'm talking like it's below the bleachers a little bit. It it is shockingly close. Yeah. But such a cool experience to have a baseball game in the middle of a, of a big city with airplanes landing. <laughs> yeah. In the outfield. So and then my buddy, it was my buddy's two year old's first baseball game, which was a, a a cute, wonderful thing to be part of. You know, a little kid. Yeah, I saw the pictures. I, I it's thought pretty it was adorable. Yeah. And I'm not a big heartwarming guy. I'm not someone who sees kittens generally and just melts. But it's like, I, I got, I'm getting soft. Because uh, it was an adorable thing to be part of, you know. His tiny little brand tiny new little hat. Pa- Padre's hat. Yeah. Tiny little hat he got at the game. He, at one point, he literally turned to me and said, un, unprovoked, I'm having fun. Oh, and that's just straightforward, oh. like that. You know, just a, a little kid telling you how it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm having fun, <laughs> and I said, "Me oh, too." That's rich. That is great. Uh, oh, one last thing I really want to talk about. So, and I've been, I, if it's what I think it is, I've been waiting for it all night. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I doubt it is. I doubt. Okay. I can't imagine you've been waiting for this. I ate at the best restaurant. That's what I've been waiting for. Is it? Is it? That's what I've been waiting okay, for. Okay, good. Yeah. This, this was mind-blowing. So there's a new restaurant in South Park, and it's called Kindred. Now, this is heavy metal, vegan, fine dining. Hmm. We're talking gourmet, but it... It is like someone read my mind on what would be the perfect restaurant. <laughs> so the design of the restaurant is so cool. The, 
there the door has a skull on it the, the inside on one wall is probably there is you know how you put like a there's like a buffalo head or something like a taxidermy buffalo head on a plaque there was a wolf head made of some kind of black resin or something probably soy with six eyes and two cobras coming out of the side of his head it was this satanic wolf uh Sculpture, it's incredible. <laughs> I, I I went and took a, I took pictures of of my girlfriend under because it, it was so incredible. The wallpaper looks just like a wall, you know, designs you would see on wallpaper. You look closer, it's eyeballs, swords. <laughs> the menu, the cover of the menu has the Orin from Neverending Story, that snake emblem medallion thing. the The bill comes in a choose your own adventure Dungeons and Dragons book. Oh wow. This this is just the motif. This is just the interior design. This yeah. is not even talking about the food. Yeah. The bathrooms. I went into both bathrooms. I went to the women's bathroom just to check it out. And Allie came in the in the men's oh, bathroom. Right. Now I have to boycott this place. Right. This this ain't this isn't North Carolina, so anything goes. Yeah. We can we can go in any bathroom. And it's it's uh it's all black tile, but it's filled with pentagrams. The boys' bathroom has lots of bl- pictures of black ca- black cats and just very satanic stuff. The women's bathroom has a bunch of pictures of Danzig holding kittens. Oh, nice! <laughs> There's a bunch of pictures of Danzig. The music playing is 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 quiet, so it's not it's not going to disturb you. When I say heavy metal yeah. restaurant, you're, it's not blasting music. It's very quiet, but I mean, you can hear hints of Danzig or yeah. Slayer. Quietly, you know, a lot, a lot of kind of instrumental metal, yeah. but it's it's at a at a volume that is 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 not disturbing at all, but cool. You can kind of it kind of creates the mood, right? Yeah. So we the food itself, it was the most realistic fake meat I've ever had. Huh. There, the, if you go there, you have to get the skewers on the appetizer. It is, and like it's a hundred percent vegan. Everything there is vegan. The skewers. I don't know how they've made these fake little cubes of steak, but they are shockingly realistic. I, I don't, it's, and so good, so good. And, and I got the cauliflower steak, <laughs> which is basically, wow. basically, that wasn't meat like, that was just a giant piece of well-seasoned cauliflower with, with you know, some gravy and other stuff. Uh, Allie got the pulled pork made of star. I think it's called star fruit. Yeah, it's it. You wouldn't. You would not know it's like it. It seems like it's pork. You could trick someone, I think. But I mean, we got appetizers, a few different appetizers. We everybody got different different uh, entrees, and we all tried each other's foods. We got, uh, and then we got dessert. Even though we were full, just to try the dessert. Every single thing on the menu was incredible. Wow! Like I'm not even—I'm not even exaggerating. It's the best <coughs> restaurant I've ever been to. I just—it was—it was so good. And I bought one of their shirts, which it says it's Kindred, and then it's got Conan and 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 some Dungeons and Dragons woman, and, it, and there's a giant orb and stuff. It's very—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's clearly from an old Conan comic or a Dungeons and Dragons book. The shirt I wanted was sold out, which is black with and in gold that wolf, six-eyed wolf with cobras and stuff coming out of it. Yeah, I'll put a link <coughs> for this this restaurant on our on our Facebook or something. Also, yeah. it's incredible. 
the Yelp reviews are definitely backing you up on this. Really? Yeah. It, it was it's it was mind blowing. It's my favorite restaurant I've ever been to. And even if you're not vegan, even if you like I said, if you, if you like meat, I defy you to have these skewers and 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 not like them, you know. Yeah. And not think, "Wow, I just had a, some steak." So this is the first. This is a first for us. I don't think we've ever had a really extensive restaurant review. No, maybe we should make that a thing. We should start yeah. doing that. But definitely go there when you're in San Diego, or if you live there, go the, drive. Get in the car right now. Yeah, you're listening to this on your iPod Shuffle anyway. <laughs> right. If you're if you're one of those geniuses. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if, one you, of, if you're you're the town genius. If you're one of them geniuses. <laughs> So those those are those were the highs. The lows I don't like I told you. There's yeah, the high points the and the lows, low yeah. points. So it was lovely lovely yeah. overall. Not to be outdone, I saw Frightened Rabbit this weekend. They were Aha. excellent. Nice. I was kind of um, I kind of haven't heard the name of that band in a while. I had I'd forgot about it. Oh them. yeah, they just put out a new record. I think it's their first in 4 years. That must be it. Which you know, and of course in my mind I thought they just had a new one. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2012, probably. Um, was I talking to you about the Gorillas? Yeah. When I when I realized the newest Gorillas album was eight years ago. Uh huh. That's the new album. Yep, that's the one. That, that's the new you know one. Plastic Beach that just came out. The one I still haven't quite gotten around to listening to. Right, you yeah. haven't made your whole way through it. That it's only came out a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. close to a decade. Yeah, four years. That's Fright uh, and Rabbit was so interesting. It was pouring rain. Uh, we Ubered over there. And it's at a place called The Complex, which um, gets a lot of really good shows in Salt Lake. It's not a good venue. Not a good venue. No. Yeah, I agree. And we pull up. It's, we're, doors open at 7. We're, we're getting there around 9. And a uh, big line of people. And Julia points out that none of them are wearing pants. <laughs> and she's like, that can't possibly be the line to Frightened Rabbit. This melancholy Scottish indie band probably isn't drawing 19-year-olds with no pants. What do you, what do you mean by no pants? I mean uh, underpants. A shirt with underpants? Like a sh- well, if you can call it a shirt. Okay. Boy, god, this theme is just a couple of old guys. But no, like the like these kids in like uh well, in like my a day, rain, like a feather in my boa. Day, you wore pants when you went out of the house. <laughs> yeah, in the rain. In the rain. So the complex is called that because it's, you know, four clubs in one. So there's like a a Latin dance bar. I didn't know that. A, like a small like comedy club acoustic jam place okay a sort of narrow cement concert hall and then a really big room that can hold thousands of people but surely not simultaneously well you'd think that (laughs) they all share a lobby and i love that the lobby whoever made the lobby thought they were doing a movie theater because the the, it's got this snack bar with like nacho supreme (laughs) pineapple pizza like, you're going to be at a show and be like, oh, shit, I'll be right back. A show where you're standing up and it's crowded. I got to go get a hot I, dog. I got to get some nachos. <laughs> I got to go get some macho nachos. No, so so they, there's a shared lobby with all these bright lights. Hmm. And there's no doors, so we're in the Frightened Rabbit venue, the smaller one. And all these big doors are wide open, and the lobby's right there with all these pantsless people making noise and bright lights in your face. But, no, in the other room is a rave. Wow. An actual rave. And so could you hear the bass through the walls? Yeah. You could. So the whole show of this, like, you know, sort of quiet. I mean, they're not, it's not like Frightened Rabbit is, like, particularly acoustic, but it's still yeah, but they're, kind they're, of quiety music. They're not Metallica. Right. And then the whole time is, mm, 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 no mm, way. Mm, and it's du- dubstepy sounds. 
<laughs> that is so lame. Yeah, and the singer, they're Scottish. It, it, it's worth seeing this band, not just for their songs, but just for the singer's stand-up that he does between every song. Mm-hmm. And he's like, maybe we should all go over that. It sounds, re- <laughs> it sounds really fun. <laughs> and he said, this here is not going to be fun. <laughs> and at the end, he did, this was like a day after Prince died. Mm-hmm. And so he comes out for the encore, and he's doing an acoustic solo cover of Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. But before he plays it, he goes, I guess I'm going to be accompanied by DJ Shithead. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be nice. Wow. And, and, yeah, and he says, so, so, so he's doing an acoustic Purple Rain, and you can, is it, how loud is it? Is it pretty loud? Like, you know that it's happening. Yeah. Well, well, you hear even the chattering of like 10 feet away in the lobby, you're these kids eating their nachos i'll have extra jalapenos yeah extra jalapenos just put them on my pacifier because i'm dressed like it's the 90s you know rainbow bright boots and and all raves. that are, are raves legal now how is it in a venue i thought the whole point of a rave is you were in a warehouse in the desert well like everything musically it gets twisted it's co- and turned oh, yeah. over time you know commercialized like emo doesn't mean what emo used to mean now it's product placement in raves yeah it was zomboy i looked up hashtag i was comparing hashtags there's like three posts for hashtag frightened rabbit and about a million for hashtag zomboy. And it's all duck lip selfies saying, you know, my first rave was amazing. I love this. I love raves. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, wait. When you're saying emo doesn't mean emo anymore, what, is, what do you mean by that? Well, like in the 90s, emo was, was definitely, uh, it was a whole thing. It was like. Oh, Sunny no, Day you're, Real you're right, you're Jimmy right. World. It was Texas is the Reason and all that kind yeah, of Texas stuff. Yeah, Texas is the Reason, um, much more closer to, like, classic punk rock. Right. And now emo was, like, that more fashionable, poppy stuff. You know, emo is anything where they have black hair and eyeliner, which it wasn't at all in the original thing. You're right. Kind of the whole point of the original emo was that it was just regular dudes. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Hmm, okay, yeah. well, you got me thinking, so that means you got the audience thinking. Absolutely. Speaking of which, on the way up, uh, they played the new Blink-182 song. Are they still a band? Well, the one guy left and was replaced with uh, Matt Skiba of Alkaline Trio. Really? Yeah, and this song just sounded, ex- weird. sounded exactly like you were playing a Blink song and an Alkaline Trio song at the same time. <laughs> okay, like that's you fair enough. Like you accidentally hit an Alkaline Trio song in your iTunes but with a YouTube a Blink, video, yeah, YouTube video of Blink. Yeah, <laughs> do you know we really should get the guy that quit Blink? Is it Mark? Which is the the conspiracy theorist guy that's been abducted by aliens? That's Mark. Oh, is, you know, I think that who sings that song? It's I think that's Tom. I don't know their names. I think Tom is the more whiny voiced guy who quit. I'm sorry. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. We need to we need to get a hold of him because he. He's been abducted by aliens. Yeah. He, like, he could give us more insight on the Dugway Proving Ground than, than military experts. Yeah, maybe he'll come camping with us. We should. What's he doing? He's not in a band anymore. He's, yeah, he's probably just tearing his phone line out of his wall and stuff. Yeah. So, no, so the government can't, can't listen in on his phone calls. Yeah. To, <coughs> who do you think he texts? You were making a joke l- last week about... We were talking about some band, and they were texting each other. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the Strokes. Oh, yeah. And you made a joke about the singer texting the guitarist of the Strokes, and I thought about that all week. Yeah. I thought that was such a funny idea. And then I went back and forth thinking, maybe this, maybe it's true. Maybe they are just bullshitting, and and they have a little, like us, we have a little Facebook chat every day. Who do you think the unemployed member of Blink-182 is texting? 
Wow. The guy's in plus 44. <laughs> <laughs> so just number a- bands. A- Angels and Airwaves? No, those are his he, other bands. He's in, oh. Okay. No, oh. maybe plus 44 was the other guy's other band, and he was in Angels and Airwaves. He's in Angels and Airwaves. I've never heard them. Do you, what, what, maybe this, maybe Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Yeah, maybe he's texting Billy Joe. That is weird. It is weird to think uh, that celebrities text just like us. That like Jimmy Fallon is like, oh, I got to text Horatio Sands, this hilarious thing that I just thought of. Yeah, you think of of Hollywood as being this almost like a almost like a, a crown of thorns place where there's hierarchy and kings and all this 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 <laughs> Machiavellian yeah. stuff. But yeah. maybe it's as informal as anything else. Do you think Clooney and Steven Soderbergh just text each I other like do. pictures of their balls? And I'll bet these these big time movies that are made start out with the simplest things. Yeah. I bet it starts out like Tom Hanks bumping into Steven Spielberg at a, at a movie and being like, hey, man, I just read the, the, the best check book. Check out this Wikipedia article. Yeah, check out this Wikipedia article. And then Steven Spielberg is like, all right, yeah. let's get some money. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you have Bridge of Spies or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's winning all these Academy Awards. Yeah. And this started out as, as Tom Hanks and, and Steven Spielberg sending little like emojis back and forth of like, you know, a, a tongue sticking out, or we should make a movie, winking, yeah. smiley face. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that won't win any Oscars, winky face. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, it could be as simple as that. Yeah. Why, why, why are we trying to complicate Hollywood since we're practically in it nowadays? Yeah, it's for close. Mm, it's simplified. Speaking of which, should we once more a call to arms? With our contacts. Yes. World Champion Podcast at gmail.com. That's Gmail. I call it Gmail. Yeah. If you have, if you have anyone in your life that knows anything about Dugway Proving Ground, if you yourself ha- have had any experience, even if that experience is, I can't talk about it, please write us in. This, is, we're, this project we're working on is going to be really cool. Dude, 11 hours ago, Rolling Stone just posted an article about Tom DeLonge's UFO obsession. Are you serious? Yeah. If you can get us in touch with Tom of Blink-182, let us know. Yeah, I'd, I would love to hear. Because I read a little bit of something. I can't remember what it was. It was some... Yeah. Let's okay. kick... Let's Sorry. Kick... This is the sound RollingStone.com is making. Isn't I'll, it, I'll read that Isn't later. it great that all websites now automatically <laughs> play videos? It's nice, because sometimes I'm not watching a video. Uh, I, I want to know. And, 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 I and, don't even know that I want to And be. rarely am I secretly surfing the internet at work. No, or when while su- recording a podcast. When suddenly music just starts blaring. Yeah. That's, that doesn't really happen, right? No, no one does that. So it's, it's just a <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yep. <laughs> Facebook.com, look for World Champion Podcast. Instagram, World Champion Pod. Twitter, Smogville Fair. And, and, uh, and we'll be back next week with hopefully some updates on this. Yeah, and like we mentioned, we will, you will not be bombarded. You'll not be, yeah, no. You'll almost be annoyed at lack of content. Probably. It'll be like me trying to find an early Deer Hunter concert. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, next week we will, I mean, weather permitting, we'll be back with your emails. We'll be back with our most popular segment, which is called Keep Off Degrassi. Yo, I see what you did there. Well, you, that was your idea. You made that last week. I know, yeah. but... Yeah. Oh, I see you're playing, yeah. We're playing, we're... we're, we're it's kayfabe. Yeah, this is kayfabe, man. Kayfabe, you're, yeah. You're breaking the spell. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with that. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll talk about... <laughs> 
Sorry, I just accidentally saw a headline that said Voyeur may be using selfie stick to see inside homes. <laughs> Morgan County deputies say a peeping Tom keeps returning to the same neighborhood and he's using a selfie stick. Anyway, that's a nice cliffhanger to end that on. That is. What, what happens next? You'll yeah. find out next week. Yeah. We'll see you at the fair. Yeah.